2: What's that
3: spell? San Diego!
2: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello, and welcome to Save, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, And
0: I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about sports... Related food mascots.
1: (laughs) Yes. Just let that sink in. This has been a long time coming. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, we have wanted to do this for a while. I was so excited when you suggested it. And it has (laughs) been a terrifying, wonderful journey.
0: Oh, yeah. And and this is one of those things that we could... The outline is only the length that it is because I ran out of time. I could have mm-hmm. kept going. I'm not sure how long I could have kept going for is mm-hmm. one of many terrifying things that I'm going to say throughout the course of this episode. It It's just that people love food and they love sports teams and they really combine the two in fascinating ways. <laughs>
1: They really do. They really do. And you know, the thing is, I was thinking about this because I know some of you have written in over the years about very specific smaller ones. Um, so if we don't mention one, because I, I know somebody wrote in about a pretzel mascot. And I've just yeah. got to know more about that. Um, yeah. And there's so, there's a whole
0: thing about pierogies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. So it, it is. It's a whole. It's a whole world. huh. <laughs> and uh, we couldn't cover them all so please please let us know if we uh-huh. missed missed an important one and and this was partly inspired because we have they have come up in past outlines like recently with gooey ducks we uh-huh. talked about that one um Arty the artichoke uh some people pointed out to us a uh, sourdough sam we kind of talked about which is the 49ers yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And and also, uh, the Super Bowl is nigh upon us, and <gasps> so I know I said it. I you dare uttered the name. Yeah. It's that. It's not. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact that it's happening. This is not a promotional episode about the Super Bowl <laughs> or Super Bowl related things. Um. So yeah. Uh, as far as I know, none of none of these teams. Most of the ones I'm talking about are minor league baseball. So I'm pretty sure they're not going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know a lot about sports, but.
1: <laughs> Me either, which makes this all the more fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: but right. That that was why I was thinking about this episode. And yeah, between yes. between you and Super Producer Dylan, there's been a lot of excitement about this one over the years. So It's true. Randomly,
1: Super Producer Dylan will just text us. Or or send us a picture of like food mascot. Yeah. No further explanation. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) They usually speak for themselves, is the thing.
1: And a lot to sit. (laughs) A lot to sit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess this brings us to our question. I guess it does. Food related
0: sports mascots. What are they? Well, uh, all right. A sports team mascot is a fictional character that a team's management will develop in order to inspire participation in the team's fans. Um, and sometimes those mascots are are food based. Um, you know, mascots are often anthropomorphized animals or inanimate objects of some kind. So this is not unusual in its scope, but it can get delightfully weird Uh Mascots are represented by illustrations, which may range in attitude from, like, good-natured to intimidating, but are are generally humorous in style, um, or tongue-in-cheek at the very least. Uh, These illustrations are often then adapted into full-body costumes, which a performer will wear to promote the team and inspire participation in fans during games and other public events. Mascots are nonverbal. Generally speaking, and engage with fans through gesticulation, um, simple instruments like horns, uh, maybe some form of puppetry uh, used in the mask um, and uh, and or uh, escorts or handlers or announcers who will like speak on their behalf. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they are walking publicity stunts. They are like the fever dream of Edward Bernays come to life. And selling you hot dogs. Yes. And one of my
1: very favorite things is a lot of them, they've gotten wackier and wackier. Um, at least in my experience. Because, again, I don't... I enjoy sports well enough when I'm, like, hanging out with friends. But in general, it's not my thing. Um, and for in my experience, they've gotten wackier and wackier. And I love how they have, like, backstories. Oh, yeah. About, like, a whole backstory you can read about how they emerged from the earth. And, <laughs> You all know who I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. They are varyingly intricate in their in their creation myth. And Yes. That's yes. great.
1: Yes. And I know at least at my university, uh Buzz, the uh yellow jacket was our mascot. And it was like a big like a rumor of who, which student is it? Because you're not supposed to tell oh, yeah. anybody it's you. Oh. Um, but it was like a, a big kind of game to try to guess, like who might be Buzz. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's a wacky world out there, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will note here we are not talking about the mascots of food companies much today. Mm-hmm. That is like a separate episode to episodes to miniseries to uh full other podcast. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I kind of got frustrated because I was so excited about, like, creepy food-based <laughs> sports mascots. And I kept getting these company mascots. That's not what I was looking for this time. But I did stumble on some that I was like, wow.
3: <laughs> we yeah. got to
1: come back and talk about this. Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I will say, you know, like, like, right, like, like I'm about on the same page as you are with most sports. But like sports fandom is a really fascinating type of fandom to me. And I, again, like I just love that local pride in particular dishes or foods um, overlaps with local pride in particular types of competitions and teams in this way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love how people embrace it. Uh, so hard oh yeah huge fans of the mascot
0: (laughs) so cool it's it's like it's just a like a very to me like niche kind of nerdery and I'm like Mm -hmm. heck yeah that's great go Mm -hmm. for it that makes you that happy heck That's amazing.
1: (laughs) People have strong opinions for sure. Like, especially if they try to change the design of a
0: mascot. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there have been a number of, like, team name changes Mm. or, like, team transfers. There's always team transfers. But, like, there have been a number of team name changes, especially in recent years, as teams are trying to distance themselves from um, previous super racist uh, mm-hmm. mascots that they had, which is great. I, I really approve of that. But occasionally, yeah, it can like ruffle some feathers about what whenever there is change. And I understand, like Wikipedia changed its layout about a week and a <laughs> half ago, and I really flipped out. I was like, I cannot <laughs> handle this today, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: Yes, I do as well. Um, well, what about the nutrition?
0: Definitely don't eat a sports mascot. I mean, we are talking about a lot of edible things today, but don't eat the mascot itself. That's a costume with a human person inside. Don't do that. That's that's wrong on a number of levels, nutritional and moral. hmm Yeah.
1: Even if they look like food.
0: Even Exa- if
1: they look like food. Exactly. <laughs> 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 well, we don't really have any numbers for you because kind of the whole outline is just a sampling of some numbers
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's just a sampling um and and right there's no like collective knowledge about this i you know we're we're trying we're breaking we're breaking some ground here with the help of a few other resources online but Mm -hmm.
1: (sighs) it's a lot it's a lot and we are only two human, maybe, (laughs) uh, podcasters, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) who are just trying to wrap our heads around some of these, these mascots, which we are going to try to describe. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be, this is going to be fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can, I only hope that y'all come out of this feeling as delighted and sort of crazy as I do right now.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) A little on edge. A little on edge. Uh, Well, with that note, we should get into some of the history and the examples. But first, we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel.
1: Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth.
3: Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. Thank you, Spencer. Yes, thank you. Okay, so...
1: Ostensibly a food show. Um, <laughs> this one was kind of hard to separate out because I do get really into these like research topics and then I just want to know everything about it. Uh, but uh-huh. very, very briefly, the history of sports mascots allegedly goes back to the 1800s when teams might have a person or an animal that they believed to be a good luck charm. Often it was something, this kind of thing still happens to this day, but I read a story of an early mascot that was just a goat that would, like, wander onto the field a lot. <laughs> um, and he became the mascot. Like, you Oh, know, all right, yeah. That kind of idea. Yeah. Um, the word itself is believed to be derived from the French word for lucky charm, mascot. Um, The Oxford English Dictionary suggests that the first known English usage of the word took place in 1881. Some of the earliest records of sports mascots started popping up in the 1890s. And yeah, over time, a mascot design grew into something bigger and I would say wilder. Because again, a lot of the first (laughs) ones was just like this goat or this kid.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Right. And And then
0: over time...
1: Oh, oh my. Um, Especially during the 1960s and 70s really took off and they became more of, yeah, these characters, these icons that usually, but not always, were symbols of the region that they were from or the school, um, specific school, perhaps something that was supposed to inspire something that people could get behind uh, and ultimately a marketing tool (laughs) to Mm -hmm. generate excitement and revenue and sometimes that thing is food mm-hmm. <laughs> as you said kind of those regional foods or things that people are proud of or, or love in that area and yes also as you said sometimes they are were are extremely problematic um okay but as you also also said hmm. less of what we're talking about today i did want to include a note about Food mascots for food brands, so like Mr. Peanut is a big one that kept coming up when I was uh-huh. doing this research. Um, there are a perhaps surprising amount of articles looking into why companies use mascots, including sports teams, um, as opposed to just logos, and why yeah. mascots work. Yeah, um, yeah, and one of the biggest reasons is that anthropomorphism, um, essentially giving human characteristics and behaviors on something that Usually isn't human. I guess some of them are, but usually is not. Studies have found that people respond more favorably to images of animals with more, quote, human attributes than those without. A 2015 study found that a smiling mascot makes people feel less conflicted about snacking on the product the mascot (laughs) represents. Um, It's not, it doesn't actually increase their desire for the product. It just makes them feel, like, less guilty
0: about it. Huh. Um, All right. mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yes, Uh, some mascots sell a lot of merchandise, like not just the whatever food thing they're representing, like the mascot itself, like the M and M store. That's a whole store (laughs) that's dedicated to these human like M and Ms. Oh, which also, like, speaking of, caused a lot of controversy. Some of these, (laughs) gosh, heavy sigh indeed. Yeah, Um, but it is fascinating. Uh, and I know there's also some people, it's kind of a running joke, like when you're watching that old timey, like, let's all go to the lobby commercial for the movies. And it's totally like popcorn eating popcorn. And you, you don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but <laughs> Which, speaking of, in some cases, these mascots have gone on to inspire horror movies or games some of them that i didn't even realize but I, I immediately thought of five nights at freddy's which is obviously chuck e cheese inspired um but there are a lot of clowns that have inspired a lot of clown media um that's a day.
0: that's also a whole other podcast <laughs> yes, like that's not is. again ostensibly a food show
1: yes which all right uh, that note aside we did want to go over some examples of these food mascots for sports. Um, we're gonna try to paint some mental pictures, but some of them you're just gonna have to look up. Like I some of them I don't think I can capture. I couldn't give them all the worth, <laughs> the weight <laughs> that
0: yeah. they deserve. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and, and like and like we're gonna kinda like like trade off back and forth. Um, and so some 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 of the ones that you don't have descriptions for, like I might try to live. <laughs> like google and yeah and livecast we'll 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 see we'll see what happens yeah yeah Yeah.
1: oh it's gonna be fun um and i will say i there were a couple of lists that really helped me out i think thrillist and buzzfeed had a good one they weren't food specifically um food mascot specific but a lot of them would appear on like the i don't know 19 creepiest (laughs) mascots (laughs) so i appreciated that
0: there there are a lot of lists out there and like Mm i like again yeah like i could have kept going for like apparently quite a long time like it's just the rabbit hole doesn't stop um so no yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and yeah again also Super producer Dylan, thank you. Yeah, for for bringing this to our attention over the years. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Um, and uh, and I I did want to include a note. I don't know about you, Annie, but for for most of these, like in the interest of brevity, I've only included mascots that are actually anthropomorphic foods, right? Not teams that are named for foods who have a food themed logo, but not. Right. A, a working food mascot.
1: Yeah. Well, we had to draw some lines somewhere. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get started. Yeah. And let's start with the Montgomery Biscuits out of Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I love this one is because it has like, I love the very silly, you know, in between, like, halftime shows. Halftime's not the right word. Again, I'm not super into sports. But, you know, <laughs> when they have, like, the like races or the little games sure. they do in between innings or something. Uh-huh. Um, so for the Montgomery Biscuits, there's a biscuit bunch run. Uh, there's Biscuit Cannon. There's a Biscuit Cannon. Okay. And it's all led by an anthropomorphic biscuit named Monty. But also Big Mo, who is this, like, giant anteater thing. Who loves biscuits? Oh. Um. Huh. And, at, and at one point Big Mo was put on a diet in order to promote healthier eating. <laughs> okay.
0: I say leave Big Mo alone. Um, I agree. <laughs> but you know, he is an adult monster and he can make his own life choices. Um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, okay, so so Monty, Monty's like head is a biscuit, like split open where the mouth would be. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and it has like a pad of butter as a tongue. Um mm-hmm. It has hands and feet, no body, um, <laughs> and it has googly eyes on top of the biscuit that that look a little bit like eggs, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what's that's what's going on with Monty. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, and I love this. They apparently at games sell uh, biscuits
1: and gravy from carts. So, oh yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. Of course, I'm wrong not to <laughs> right.
0: Heck, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, then we've got. Colonel Cobb, um, and this is the mascot um, out of Concordia College in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota being a corn-growing state, and this is yes, an anthropomorphic corn cob mascot. Um, the mascot has its roots apparently in a rival school's fans attempting to insult Concordia by calling them corn cobs in like the late eighteen hundreds. Oh, like, no. like, oh, you have a corn cob out back behind like the boys dorm like what you corn cobs Um, but Concordia (laughs) leaned in and by the early 1900s was using corn imagery in their marketing Um, the mascot developed over the course of time from the more anonymous uh, Cobber into Colonel Cobb um, (laughs) who is a ferocious anthropomorphic corn cob usually wearing a um, a team jersey or maybe a college sweater in 2016 uh, the NCAA named them the number one meatless mascot in college sports. Okay, <laughs> accolades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there sure. there is also a baby-faced corn cob named Niblet that has gained fame in plush form because you can oh. really you can really take him anywhere. It's very Instagrammable. It's true. It's true. It's important. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh. Well.
1: That brings us to Macon Bacon out of Macon, Georgia.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, this one was the result of the always risky online voting contest. It is a piece of bacon with a face. It's got kind of like <gasps> it's got kind of like a skillet, I think, on its head.
0: Uh... I,
1: <laughs> I think it's a cast iron skillet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's a it's like a combination baseball cap, cast iron skillet, I think. Yeah. I think is the concept.
1: Yeah. I think. I think so too. His face to me does look a little like it's the mix between surprised and like i'm going to terrify you in your sleep you know that mix oh yeah i feel like that's what's going on i'm here. deeply
0: familiar with it yeah it's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like if gumby was gonna, yes. was a piece of bacon and yeah. he was thinking about eating you but mm-hmm. he got he stopped and played a baseball game first <laughs> yes.
1: yes. he does look like gumby Yeah. right
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, they had, yeah, his official name is Kevin, as I said. So they could have gotten a lot of worse names, is what I can say, um, yeah. from an online voting contest.
0: But uh, Kevin, sir, sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service, Kevin. <laughs> hmm
1: Well, that brings us to the Savannah Bananas, also out of Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. This is mostly, from what I can gather, a name that's based on rhyming. And that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there there aren't really bananas grown in Savannah, but mm-hmm. but it is very catchy to say Savannah banana. Um, mm-hmm. And this is okay. This is like this is like if Johnny Bravo were a baseball playing banana. Um, yeah, uh, like like big sunglasses, big grin, kind of open shirt. Um, so, sort Six of. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the and the stem <laughs> at the top is sort of like a flat top. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's a real, he seems like a real cool dude.
1: <laughs> he does. And I guess I should specify the six-pack of abs. <laughs> Though I wouldn't oh. be surprised <laughs> if he had a six-pack of beer,
0: <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh Also out of Florida, we have um, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. So in 2016, the minor league baseball team, formerly known as the Jacksonville Suns, switched to this new mascot slash team name. Um, the illustrations, actually, I, I don't know if I Googled to see whether there was like a person in a costume that looks like this. But uh, but the illustrations look like if Trogdor were a shrimp because it's it's like a shrimp, but it's got like these big beefy arms. Uh-huh. Um, and it's pretty, it's, like, fearsome. It's, like, a really, like, fearsome, beefy-armed shrimp. See? I'm
1: a little on edge. I'm a little on edge. Yeah. I don't need to be beat up by my shrimp. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I think it's fighting for you or, like, with you. Oh, not, like, okay. against you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all right, then. <laughs> um. <laughs> the next one
1: are the Chicago dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> I'm a little perplexed by this one for multiple reasons. Um okay. Well, how to explain this? So it ha- they have this thing called the the Wiener Circle. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's like a really smug looking ketchup squeeze ketchup bottle. Who's got like he looks like he's he's gonna He's wearing like a sleuth, like a detective jacket as well, a detective jacket as well. Okay. Um, and then I believe related is Squeeze, who is mustard, mustard based, yeah, mascot. Who looks a lot more. He looks kind of like a Yoshi with a little a mustard hat on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's in the kind of Muppet category of mm-hmm. of mascots, but but he's got a must He's mustard colored, and he has a mustard uh, uh squeeze bottle shaped hat. So right, yeah.
1: I'm definitely getting, like, a spy versus spy vibe from this, (laughs) where I'm supposed to trust mustard and not trust ketchup. And, in fact, there is a rumor. So, the article I found this from was from Takeout. And at the time, they were only, I think, also only in drawings. hadn't come out yet. But it said that the team allegedly had a strict no-ketchup policy, and that if you had ketchup on your hot dog, it's not like you would be benched. You would be kicked out of the team, like...
0: Oh, serious, yeah. So
1: I, they've really taken yeah. a firm stance on the mustard versus ketchup yeah. debate when it comes to hot dogs. Well, I
0: mean, right. I mean, people are very serious about their Chicago dogs. I yes. I still can't entirely identify what is supposed to be on it, but uh, no, but I but no. I understand that ketchup is not supposed right. to be on it. So right, I have not been to there. I need to visit.
1: Oh, it's lovely. Um, lots of good hot dog places there. And they do have, uh, I guess, a meet and greet with Chicago's most famous hot dog purveyors that involves cheerleaders at these games. Uh, or at least it, it was an event that happens. Okay. Because they do take their hot
0: dogs very seriously oh. in Chicago. <laughs>
1: but that sounds nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I've got another one for you Um. Toasty, Toasty the S'mores.
1: Okay, I'm interested.
0: <laughs> okay, so there is this independent baseball team in the Pioneer League out of Colorado called the Rocky Mountain Vibes, mm-hmm. which is already pretty aces. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and their mascot is a giant flaming s'mores. Um, like his main body is made out of marshmallow. His arms are made out of marshmallow. He- he's wearing this like cool like graham cracker jacket and sunglasses. His hair is made of flames. Um. And according to like the team's website, I quote, Toasty was born a healthy s'more on Monday, November 19th of 2018 in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. Toasty was born big for a s'more at 71 inches, 284 pounds and nine ounces. A proud Colorado Springs native, Toasty enjoys spending his free time watching baseball, hiking Pikes Peak and Garden of the Gods with his best friend Socks the Fox, and just going with the vibe.
1: I mean, again, I love these descriptions and origin <laughs> stories. He does look like he's going with the vibe.
0: He does. He does. This is a this is a vibe positive. Some yeah. more. I
1: yeah. mean, his head is definitely on fire, but he but, seems cool with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> No big deal. Yeah. Oh, they're comparing
1: him to Guy Fury. Oh no! (laughs) No, just in the hair kind of style. Sure. No, no, no. no. I see it. I see it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) I like it. Uh, this one I found since uh the Fresno Tacos since 2016. The Fresno Grizzlies transformed to the Fresno Tacos every Tuesday. Home game because taco, oh, Tuesday. taco Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. And I will say, <laughs> of the mascots on this list, I feel like he, he doesn't look threatening to me. He looks, well, the close up's a little threatening, but other, like a from a distance, he looks like a happy taco with a hat on. I mean, hey, that's, that's all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like that it's Taco Tuesday. That's a fun little. A fun little gimmick. Yeah, yeah. He he,
0: he looks a little bit like he looks a little bit like um he might be a Toy Story character. Like yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's giving me like his eyes and like face shape are giving me strong like Jesse, the cowgirl from Toy Story Vibes. But but yeah. like on a taco shell.
3: hmm
1: I wonder if they got any uh blowback or flack about because you can kind of see what's on the inside. Uh, Oh, the ingredients. Yeah, Yeah, and there's
0: like there's some like there's like some shredded lettuce.
1: Yeah. Contentious. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, listeners let us know.
0: (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) Oh heck. Uh. All right. This next one. Um, next up we've got Al the almond, Wally the walnut, and Shelly the pistachio. All right. Okay. And these are the three mascots of the California Minor League Baseball team, the Modesto Nuts. Um, Al, the almond, appears to be a baseball player. A uh, Wally, a catcher, and Shelly, a cheerleader. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Al's current incarnation looks like a Santarin from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah um (laughs) and you my their plastic grins will haunt my waking dreams
1: yeah yeah i uh definitely recoiled a moment when i lauren got to witness it when i first looked at these yeah Uh,
0: i had to take a breath before i could like jump into this one and in the meanwhile annie googled it and i knew when it had come up because she just goes wow <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: wow. I mean, what more can we say? I, I, oh, no. And I like, there's some that have a different facial expression.
0: Yeah. For this
1: one. Uh,
0: yeah. There's a few like iterations and stuff. Yeah. Mm hmm. A new rabbit hole, a terrifying one.
1: <laughs> also, the Modesto nuts, we've just got to say. That's.
0: Pretty funny. (laughs) That's a good, that's a real good team name. That's a real good team name. I like it. (laughs) Well, this
1: brings us to the fighting okra of Delta State.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And in this fighting okra's backstory, they gave it, like, its own botanical name? Yes. Vegetable (laughs) Um, Quote, a
1: large prickly bipedal vegetable with an inherently bad temperament. Ah. I mean, so at first you'd be like, well, I love okra. I feel like it's had a bad rap for a long time. It's not mean. But then you see the picture. I wouldn't mess with the fighting okra. No. 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 Uh Uh-uh. Terrifying. And this is one (laughs) Dylan put on our radar. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But essentially, like, it's a a okra, but mean. (laughs) Yeah, this okra means business. It's like...
1: Oh, gosh. Every picture. It's like hands on hips, fierce stance. And it's
0: got this kind of scowl.
1: Yeah, like a glower and a frown. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, (laughs) some of these are kind of freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come back from the okra. Come back from the okra. Uh, Oh, God. And here's a quote I found uh, from timeshighereducation.com, and it was all about, like, these very mascots we're talking uh-huh. about as a list. Um, famous thanks to its TV appearance on the Food Network channel, the Fighting Okra was voted in as Delta State's unofficial mascot by students in the 1990s. The okra has a fierce expression and is equipped with boxing gloves, adding to its formidable exterior. Huh. popular myth claims that the Fighting Okra was inspired by a stubborn okra plant near first base on the baseball pitch that kept growing back despite continually being cut. Um, which, if that's true, that's a... That's a great reason. That's oh, yeah. a great reason to have a, a mascot. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yes. Good of good of a reason as any. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I all right. So the to be honest, I did not watch this video. There are days when I cannot handle my computer making noises at me. Um, mm, but mm-hmm. but there is a a a video that I saw called Fear the Okra. And <laughs> and the the preview says nine national championships, one overly aggressive okra, and I, mm. from what I can gather, it's a video of the okra tackling people.
1: <laughs> Got it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, as mentioned,
1: I would not mess with it.
0: No, no, zero mm. percent. <laughs> um, this brings us to Otto the Orange. Um, Syracuse University in New York has as its mascot an anthropomorphic orange. It is an orange. It has arms and legs, sometimes a nose, and it is wearing a baseball cap.
1: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Does it? <laughs> well, <laughs> makes sense. Maybe is a stretch, but <laughs> oh, he's a he looks like a happy orange. Though.
0: Yeah, he's an affable young orange. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Oh. <laughs> If you haven't looked at pictures of this one, Lauren, you've got to. Um, okay. All right. All right. On it. Okay. This is the Fighting Pickle out of University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Um. So, yeah, when deciding on a mascot for their intramural football team in 1972, the school went with a pickle. I believe there's nobody else. There's, like, no other team in their league or something. So the, huh. the running joke is that he's undefeated. Um, <laughs> but this pickle... You listeners, uh, it was not what I thought it was going to be because I think I was like coming from the, you know, fighting okra in my head. Yeah. This is a decidedly, this is like if the fighting okra had a cousin who went to France. Um, Yeah, this is an
0: art school pickle. (laughs) This is a decidedly art school pickle. Um, It is indeed. He's got some cool facial hair. Um, He's got like a little tutu. Uh Uh-huh. Or keyboard. He's got like a little keyboard tutu. Yes, um, I think and so. A, a cool, a cool hat
1: mm-hmm. um, with a feather. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. A su- a scepter, like a like a film clapboard. Yes, like he he accessorizes, uh, you know, based on the day, which I appreciate. You know, that's important. Yeah, yeah. And he,
1: he's just got a very like. I don't know. He's giving me kind of a three musketeers.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's got a little mask. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention the mask. He's yeah. got a little mask.
1: And then on the on the movie clapper board, it says uh, fighting pickle. So, And he's kind of wielding this paintbrush.
0: Oh, that's a paintbrush, not a scepter. I get as, it. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, kind of
1: like a fencing.
0: Yeah. Foil. Implement. Sure. Uh-huh.
1: It's quite the sight. I really recommend it.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, I need to talk about Muddy the Mudcat. Please. <laughs> um, Mudcat <laughs> being another term for catfish. Um, this is the mascot of a currently North Carolina minor league baseball team. It's like it's like the, bod- the body of a baseball player in uniform and then just the head of a catfish. Um like, honestly, it reminds me a whole lot if y'all ever watched the show Farscape of the okay. character, uh, Kadargo.
1: Oh, wow. This is so funny because we're like giving you all the nerdiest, oh,
0: like sci fi yeah. <laughs>
1: references for these sports
0: mascots. That's where my brain goes. Yeah, and exactly. I, I that it's just is what it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it is, but yeah, he, he see he seems. He seems like a he seems like a cool fish. He kind of gives
1: me the the sense that he's like a fish who stumbled into some radioactive stuff and is trying to pretend he's a human, <laughs> um, trying to pass off. Yeah, <laughs> kind of
0: like when the ninja turtles go out, but they're like literally just wearing right. like a trench coat. Yes, and you're like, well, buddy, your head is green. Like, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the vibe I'm getting here. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I I actually have a whole series of North Carolina seafood related <laughs> mascots Perfect. here. All right, so uh, the second one in the series are um, Sam and Pam the clam. Oh, I love it already. <laughs> uh huh. Um, these are the mascots of a collegiate summer baseball team out of North Carolina, the um, uh, Edenton Edenton Steamers. Their uh, their heads are clams with the shell opening, like kind of where a smile would be. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They've got
1: a lot of outfits that look like they're just vacationing.
0: You know? All right. They're clams that like to have a good time. <laughs> Get it, clams? Right? <laughs> the steamers. <laughs> the steamers, right? That's so good. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then rounding out the trio, <laughs> we have another duo, um, Conrad the Crawdad and his now wife, Candy the Crawdad. Okay. Oh, my. Okay. So um the, they're from this this minor league baseball team also out of North Carolina the, the Hickory Crawdads and yes they have these two crawfish crayfish crawdad however you want to say it mascots um uh, Conrad and Candy um She has like little bows on her antenna and like a more pronounced tail. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, No pun intended. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) They got married in 2018 in an on-field ceremony attended by other mascots. And they held up like little signs that said, I do. It was pretty
1: cute. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know the mascot world.
0: Of course they would invite each other, but it seems like they'd have so much competition. There, oh, there was a moment where I think that maybe Candy like, like hit one of the other mascots mm. with her sign. I think, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, all the best. <laughs> we wish you all the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, this brings me to one of my very favorite ones. Okay. I found, um, Wichita State's Woo Shock. Woo-shock. woo All right. And this is like, I wouldn't have guessed this until I read it. It's a bundle of wheat, but it's the most terrifying bundle of wheat you've ever seen. Um, Yeah. It was chosen in 1904 to reference the fact that many of the players worked in the wheat fields. And again, the importance of wheat to that area. But uh, this is the one, Lauren, like, I don't don't know how to describe this in a way that's going to give you the full effect, to be honest. Yeah.
0: All right, so so if you're familiar with the image of a of a of a um, bundle of we- I might be using the wrong term of like a bundle of wheat standing in a field um, to, to to where it has like a like a pinched like waist sort of and then like a flat top, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the basis of this form, um, <laughs> but but yeah, but like it's just a like the face is very overemphasized and I that it's really giving me like. Neil Patrick Harris' Dr. Horrible vibes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it, it's
1: menacing.
0: But it's a very menacing, like, it's got, right, It's it's got this very um, deeply furrowed brow. mm mm-hmm. um, And this smile that
1: says, I might have killed someone you care about, which <laughs> yeah. you don't know for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the smile is like the, oh, we're at the find out stage, are we? Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Kind <laughs> of um, sideshow, Bob vibe. Almost. Oh
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like he he revels in the chaos and mayhem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh boy, you gotta look it up.
0: <laughs> you do. You do. Um, I've got one for you that's apparently defunct right now. Um, uh, Cayenne. Okay. previously the mascot of the University of Louisiana's uh, Raging Cajuns. Um, and this is like the body of a football player in uniform, the head of a cayenne pepper, and like the, the stem and cap are its hair. And it oh. has like little flame wings coming off of its sleeves. Uh, oh. a- apparently we lost cayenne due to budget cuts in 2017, and I do not believe that they have returned yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: That also feels like the plot of a movie where, you know, all the <laughs> defunct mascots are oh. meeting up and a meeting. like, ah, can't, no one will hire me. Oh, <laughs> Diane, can't get another job. Oh, oh no. Oh,
3: <laughs> I like his
1: flame sleeves. Yeah, right? He's got pizzazz. He does. His little cap. Yeah. Well, oh, dear. This brings us to another one out of Louisiana. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a... Uh, it's not necessarily food, but it's food related enough, and I just had to include it. It is. Um, it
0: is. I think we've talked about this one before.
1: Yes, because I believe this has inspired some horror movies for real. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans King Cake Baby mascot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Um, okay. Where to begin? <laughs> okay, uh, well, all
0: right. So, so if you're unfamiliar with king cakes, they frequently come with a token, such as a tiny plastic baby that you put into the cake somewhere, and then whoever finds it, um, either wins or loses uh, whatever you want. Um, it's sort of part of the tradition. Yeah. So, so uh-huh. tiny, so so tiny plastic baby is the um, uh, genesis of the concept here. Right,
1: which from what I gather is semi-recent. I I feel like I remember when this was happening in like 2012-ish or something. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, But here's a quote from Yahoo Sports before we attempt to explain it. But uh, everything about King Cake Baby, the always-watching eyes, the airbrushed bib, the scooter-enabled mobility, and perhaps most especially the evidently ready-to-come-off-at-a-moment's-notice diaper is deeply, deeply unsettling. (laughs) I would add to it... (laughs) At least in the pictures I've seen, it's tall, it's big, and it, it's, like, coming back to Toy Story again, it's, like, the baby who turned out to be super nice. Yeah, but... Like, like, the baby doll from the first Toy Story, but he's just, the look on the baby's face is unsettling, it's to it's, say the least.
0: It's thinking, like, I'm gonna eat your head and I'm gonna enjoy it, like... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of that creepy, like, you know, dead doll eye. Yeah,
0: like a little vacant.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, the bib says, I heart king cakes, which is for some reason unsettling in this context. Yeah. Um, the arms are much smaller than the rest of the body.
0: Much smaller. mm mm-hmm. uh, And that diaper is only loosely affixed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> (laughs) It's true. It's the same. It's the same kind of
1: thing I think a lot of people experienced with um, when Burger King redid the king and he just had that kind of like creepy smiling face that would pop around a corner. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, And that like Um,
0: plastic sheen. Yeah. It really sends you into like a uncanny valley kind of territory. Indeed. And I could
1: be wrong, but I believe uh, Happy Death Day that mascot in that movie is inspired um, by this.
0: Huh. I can see looks it. It looks like it. It looks like it. That's what it looks like. So, yep. yeah. Uh. Uh, well, um uh this uh, I'm going to close us out with a relatively innocuous one. Um except for the slightly confusing name. Okay, so the name of this mascot is Barley, and mm-hmm. it is in fact a hop. <laughs> okay. Uh, like an anthropomorphic hop, um, mm-hmm. like you would use in in beer brewing. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like a big, fresh green hop wearing a baseball cap. Um, it's the mascot of an Oregon minor league baseball team called the Hillsboro Hops. Yeah, his name is barley.
1: That's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Confusing. I like it. I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do too. He looks cute. Yeah. He's like a- kind of your warm, friendly turtle face, I would say, in cartoons, because turtles can look real mean in real life. Oh,
0: turtles are real mean in real life sometimes. Yeah, sometimes can be, for sure. Um,
1: I like it. He's got a picture where he's wearing, like, a COVID mask. I appreciate that. Oh,
0: solidarity. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Barley. Yeah. You know, (laughs) hops don't get COVID, but I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this has been such a delight to do. I can only hope, (laughs) listeners, that we painted some pictures and you'll go look them up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, please, 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 please. Uh, Because, right, like words, words do not do justice to the like, like, like what sites we have to show you.
1: Yes. And what, what things did we miss? Because I'm sure there are plenty out there that we need to know about. So.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. I again. I had I, I had to stop. So so you tell us. Yes, we're counting
1: on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, well that's what we have to say for now. <laughs> it
0: mm-hmm. is. Um, we do already have some listener mail for you, and we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion,
1: so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com.
2: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
3: Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And we're back. Thank you, Spencer. Yes,
0: thank you. And we're
1: back with Listener! Cheering at the sports games. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Um, Valerie wrote, In the lettuce episode, you were talking about whether kale has a strong taste. My answer is that I think kale has a very different taste to different people, depending on their genetics. Back when I was in high school, I had a biology elective class where one day the teacher handed everybody a strip of paper with chemical on it. I think it was called PPP. She had us all chew on our piece of paper. Mine tasted like I was chewing on an ordinary piece of paper. It had no taste at all. Most of our class reacted the same way as me, but a couple of students started rolling around on the floor because the paper had such a horrible taste to them. Huh. The teacher explained that three-fourths of people have genes to be able to taste this chemical, and one-fourth of people don't. She said that our class was an anomaly and that on average there would have been more of us who could taste it. She said that it's thought that super tasters have two copies of the gene to taste this chemical, and so for them, foods like kale and broccoli have an extremely strong taste that is different from what other people experience. Mm. I was not convinced and thought that my classmates who were rolling on the floor were being outrageously melodramatic. (laughs) My homeroom was in the same room right after this class, so I gave a strip of the paper to a guy who I liked. He chewed it and ended up rolling on the floor from the incredibly bad taste. It's probably not the best way to express appreciation for a guy, but I did end up going to prom with him, so there's that. Anyway, I think there are probably a number of genes that make things taste very different to different people, and that would explain a lot about people's widely varying reactions to the same foods. Yes. This is something that fascinates me. Um, I know we've talked about this before, and it's been on our list for a long time. I also did this in high school. I thought it was the other way around, but it's a very, like, vague memory in my brain. But I thought there was less super tasters as opposed to more. Um, But, yeah, I don't—I'd have to look into it. Uh, I tasted it, but to me, I think it's kind of similar to what you've said, Lauren. Like, I don't hate that taste. Yeah. (laughs) It was very, very very—it was kind of, like, the most soapy, bitter. taste but i didn't like hate it um but people there were some people who certainly certainly did and i'm very glad that it's worked out with this fellow and you got you went to Prague <laughs> right? that's that's a wonderful story
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah taste is such an interesting thing a oh, uh, side story when we originally started doing like field trips and interviews and changed the show name from food stuff to savor, um, our boss really wanted us to go with taste, and um, and, and be, because right, it's so interesting. Just like what makes up a person's set of tastes, and all of the um, like like history and psychology, and all of that that can go into it, combined with probably genetics and stuff like that. So yeah, huh.
1: yeah, it blows my mind that people can eat the same thing and have such a different experience with yeah.
0: It. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, um, my cousin Elizabeth wrote, Thoughts on a whole bunch of episodes. I told Grandma Lou that you mentioned her in your cream of tartar episode, so now she's riding high on her internet fame. <laughs> I was cutting baby Brussels sprouts and cooking bacon for them when Lauren mentioned needing a good roasted sprout recipe. Here's the one I use. They received near-universal acclaim at Thanksgiving and were requested again at Christmas. Even my dad, who describes trail mix as m ms with obstacles, (laughs) ate his portion without complaint. Uh, For my mother and your Uncle Bruce's happiness, I upped the crushed red pepper. And for your Aunt Kathy and my dad, I can titrate that down. I like it spicy. Um... Here's that recipe. Apologies for the handwriting. The recipe has morphed a long way since I ripped it off the internet. Uh, The splatters on the recipe indicate its repeatability. You'd also mentioned roast potatoes, aka roasties, and here's my heavily annotated version of what can be best described as the best roasties ever. That's a quote from my brother, who is a connoisseur. Uh, You may notice that I indicated that this will feed six to eight amateurs. I doubled it for nine and a half of us, and we only had a few leftovers. Also, I don't think that I told you that you were unwilling, unknowing participants in an ongoing present war between Stephen and your Aunt Sandy. It started before I married Stephen, but I have very much collaborated since then. I think it started with Stephen giving Sandy a um, Zamfir, the master of Panflute CD. Then Sandy ripped a CD that said Christmas, where it turned out that every single track Fifteen was I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. We've countered over the years with a life-sized frog statue, as Uncle Tom calls her the Frog Whistler. They they come visit her when she calls. The next year it was Snoop Dogg's uh, Crook to Cook Platinum Recipes from the Boss Dog's Kitchen, which was well received. So short story long, this was last year's gift with a customized cover, um, and uh, it was like a that Bob's Burgers cookbook, but um, but like family. Customized. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, continuing. Your Panettone episode gave me the feels. Um, This was one tradition that I brought back from my years living in Italy. It also reminded me that I'd uh, bought one the previous day. I'd also brought Teddy around to visit his grandma's and then spent several minutes where Kathy and I tried to explain it to your grandma. I should have just played your description, Lauren. I don't have your talent for multi-sensorial food descriptions. I gave some to both my husband and my baby. The baby licked it, put it in his mouth, took it back out, and put it in my hand. (laughs) And my husband fake wretched his into the bin. So, not for everyone. (laughs) I played your Christmas ham episode after I made ours. I had sort of vaguely looked up basting liquid and then sort of mixed a few bits of stuff together for a very technical recipe, but it was well-received. I found that it pulled the um, over-salty taste out. All of these measurements have a wide margin of error. Uh, you'd want to use your own best judgment. I mixed about a cup of Lauren's family's maple syrup, two cups of apple cider, half a cup of crema di balsamico, and about a tablespoon of Dijon mustard in a pan, warmed it to emulsify and mix, uh, then basted it over. It made a deliciously caramely, tangy, tart kind of glaze on the meat. I've been enjoying your repartee and D&D updates, um, just mention Half-Elf uh, Sil- S- S- Siliquai, Silacui? Smith, my first character, uh, who was pretty brutally and descriptively decapitated by a bugbear, and I still feel like a uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey-style flipping tables. And it's been like seven years.
2: <laughs>
1: I get you. I think, I mean, we've talked about it before, but there have been certain sessions in our campaign that I'm not sure I'll ever let go
0: Oh, yeah. No, you hold on to that forever, and I can't tell mm-hmm. you not to. No.
1: No. It's a serious business. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's too bad. Decapitation as well.
0: And mm. by a bugbear. Yeah, that's tough. That's Harsh. Tough. Yeah. But
1: uh, thank you for sharing all of these <laughs> yes. recipes, handwritten recipes. So, all listeners, we always feel bad when we're, like, telling you about these images people have sent. and we're like, well— the recipe looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have one sounds good. Um, I also, we used to have, I had a friend group that did something similar with the gift exchange, where it was kind of like a prank gift exchange. Um, and I love it. I support it. So. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All the time. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, a, not everybody
0: can love panettone, but. That's okay. That's, that's all right. Okay. You know, that's I think. A. I think I think there's time. I maybe not maybe not for Steven, but but for but for little bubs, I think that, you know. Yeah. 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 I think so. Maybe check back in.
1: <laughs> Keep trying every now and then and let us know. Um, well.
0: And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair
1: anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene
1: based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it.
0: When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites.
1: No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverPuertorico.com.
0: The Elevation with Stephen
2: Furtick Podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.